What's up, everybody, and welcome back. Uh, uh, welcome back to the Bridging the Gap podcast. I hope you're all well. Um, I'm great. Thank you for asking. We're here with another podcast. It's been, I think I missed last week, but you know what? Like, we decided to do these on video, and they just don't, they don't hit the same. It's not really, uh, it's just me talking to a microphone. It's not really all that. So I'm taking it back to the OG and I'm this gives me a little bit more flexibility because when I do the video podcast, I have to get Loki in, we've got to set up a time that we can do it. it takes a bit of time, then we've got to edit it and I just think this allows me to get way more content out for those guys who just listen to me in this silky voice without looking at my ugly face. So here we are. Uh, what's the date today? 17th of January, uh, the new year, happy new year, I don't think we've done one this year, so I'm not going to touch upon like Christmas and New Year's Eve and all that kind of stuff, but I'm 31 now, that's disgusting, anyone out there who's like, oh my god, really, thank you, anyone out there who says, oh my god, really, I thought you were older, fuck you, <laughs> um, but we're here, you know, we're here, we're feeling good, I'm kind of three weeks into my off season now, or three weeks into my cycle. And I thought I'd talk a little bit about that cycle for a bit because people want to know. Like, what am I taking? What am I doing? And I think a lot of this has to be taken with a pinch of I'm five years into my anabolic career. And the way I react is different to the way that other people react. And the way that you might react might be completely different. But when it comes to anabolics, unfortunately... More, more does equal more, and while not a huge problem, you end up doing more, and and this is the issue. I had a call uh, with one of a younger client that I've got who wanted to, you know, have a few questions about anabolics, have a few questions about what he should do if he should go assisted or not, and you know, the question was along the lines of like, what if I just do. A low amount, a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And the answer is, yeah, cool. Like, if you do a little bit, the side effects, the issues that you are faced with are really, really small, especially if it's like bioidentical hormones like growth hormone and and testosterone. But it's never that. It's, It's never that because you feel what 200 milligrams does and you think, what does 250 do? And then you think 250 feels better than 200. I wonder if 300 feels better, and then it does, and then you're at 400, and before you know it, you're at a gram. And uh, that is the way of the road. So it's, it, it, it's, it's a slippery slope going down the anabolic route because ultimately to get more out of it, especially if you're doing it seriously, like to get more out of it, you do have to do more. And I'm at that point where I've got to do a little bit more than last time, so... This, I can't even count how many cycles this has been, but it's my fifth year, let's say two blasts a year-ish. This is like my 10th or 12th blast, uh, maybe even more. Maybe more if you include preps. Definitely more if you include preps. So my total milligram load had to go higher than my last one. And my my biggest one was, we'll take it back to like when it started getting pretty hefty, I think. If I'm honest, I jumped in pretty quick. Um, to no real fault of my own because I was just listening, but just fault of where the industry was at at the time. So I started at 250 milligrams, 
of testosterone, which was underdosed, or I was aromatizing a lot. Either way, I would have preferred to do a little bit more uh, to start off with, take some time off and then prep. But I did 250 for like five months, did my blood work, and it was like better than it was naturally. Um, and then we went into a prep. And that prep got relatively hefty relatively quickly. So I ended up, I ended up, I won't talk about the escalations, I can barely remember, but I ended up on about four, maybe 300 test, 400 mast, 300 trend, like 200 anabar and like 100 winch draw a week. Maybe even, yeah, maybe 100 winch draw. So like, it was like 1100 milligrams on like my second cycle. So it, it was hefty. And I think without, without the risk of making anyone or anything sound bad, we were just chasing more muscle mass. So I was chasing growing into the into the prep, and I'm not a big grower. <laughs> I'm not a big grower, especially on prep. I've always been that person who struggles to grow on prep. I, I I I get fucking lean on prep, but I don't really grow on prep. And we kind of like, I'd say we hit the hammer relatively quickly there. Um, so it kind of felt like I was already swimming in the deep end. And after you'd been on for a year or two. I think it may be a year at that point you kind of the lines get relatively blurred and you kind of just forget it's been a year already and you feel like yeah i'm a i'm a i'm trying to go pro now so i can i can do these type of doses so then the next off season was about 900 milligrams i think it was 300 test 600 primo and that was it um and then the next one was about 1100 milligrams maybe in the off season and then i prepped again and did maybe 1300 milligrams so after that first one, which was like a huge jump in, and it shouldn't have been, it should have been 250 test, 300 test, 350 test prep, 500, 600 milligrams, maybe finish at 700 milligrams, and then using like a DHT for a lot of those milligrams, then had an off season at like 900, then had an off season at 1100, like that's how I should have done it, but I didn't, so it is what it is. And then my last prep with Cal, I must have ended around about 1500 milligrams total. So I knew coming into the off season with John and kind of talking to him about what I'd done in the past, he was very, very clear that I needed to do more. And in order to build muscle mass you've not got, you do have to go to a place you've not been before. So we had to go to about 1750 milligrams um, because I think I'd worked out, I'd been at like 1500, maybe 1550. So he was like, right, we'll take this 200 milligrams and he'd been before. So the prep in Canada, I got to like 1750 milligrams and that was like 400 test. And the rest of it was just Mastron. So literally like 1150 of Mastron and 400 test or 1250 of Mastron and like 400, 400 test. So 1650 milligrams. And, uh, you know what, when you get to that sort of level and you get to the level of muscle mass where I mean, I'm six foot one, so the weight is irrelevant, but when you're 120 kilos, not 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 too fat, it's a lot of muscle mass, and like your your cruises become small cycles, or what could have been a cycle back in the day, so I've been cruising on like 400 to 450 milligrams total, like 250, 200 of test mast, so you know, you do that 1650 milligram off season for like 18 weeks, 16 weeks, then you take and you come down 1400 milligrams to just 1400, 1450, or 450, 400. And then you gotta go back on, right? After you're gonna get your blood work back. So I took eight weeks off. Um, and that left me to like 
the first, the third week of December. In fact, maybe this is my fourth week now. This might be my fourth week now, which kind of explains the strength boost. So this will be my fourth week too. I think it was like the seventh, it was like the 18th or something of December when I started to ramp things up a little bit. And I start, and the way John likes to do it is, and, and actually like Cal used to do this, but he used to bump up a lot slower, is that he just, you start at like double your cruise and then you just like creep up again, creep up again, creep up again, about over about four weeks this time. So the thought process was in Canada, we took eight weeks to get to peak cycle because we knew we were gonna spend a little bit longer in a surplus and a little bit longer on cycle circa 18, 18 weeks. We knew that this time, because of the way that I've got to compete, I was probably really only gonna spend like 14 weeks on cycle. So we wanted to get to peak cycle a lot quicker. So instead of taking eight weeks to get to the peak of the cycle, and the peak of the cycle was the 1650 what I talked about. So maybe I started at 600, 000, 1400, blah, 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 to 1600 over eight weeks. This one was like straight to it in four weeks. So 800, 1200, and then 1800. So at the moment I'm at 1850. So that's another 200 milligrams on what I did uh, in in Canada, the, the previous off season. And I, that's total milligrams. So when you hear 1800, it's not like testosterone or anything. That's like total milligrams. And people still have the audacity to tell me that I lie about my fucking doses, bro. I'm taking nearly two grams of fucking gear. You know what I mean? I hate it when people are like, yeah, you lie about your doses. I'm like, bro. What, what, so I'm taking three grams, four grams, like fucking hell, so two grams is, oh, you round up, 1,800 milligrams is a, is a lot of gear, man, it is a lot of gear, like, there's no two ways about it, um, I'm not here to hide that either, especially, like, people are telling me that I was lying about my doses when they hear 300 milligrams of testosterone, they go, you're fucking lying, bro, I'm like, yeah, but, like, also 700 milligrams of Primo and 100 milligrams of Trent, like, there's fucking 1100 milligrams I was taking. I'm talking about like back, back in the day. It drives me up the wall. And then it drives you up the wall. And they go, oh, see, you're reacting. It's because you're lying. I'm like, fuck you, little bastard. You know, I have to get under my skin. So anyway, 1850 is kind of where I'm at. And that is literally split. Like, I'm at 350 test. And the rest of it is Mastron. So what's that? Like 1500 milligrams of Mastron. And it's split like that because I've, I've had a little bit of gyno when I was in... Uh, in Canada, and that was only 450 test. Uh, so I got to 450 test, and I was doing like 1100 mast, and that was that gave me like pretty big gyno actually to the point where I thought I was going to need surgery. Luckily, and this is a really really good one for you guys to know that if you have uh, got gyno in the last like 10 11 months, you can get rid of it. Yeah, it, once it's above that year period, it, it's probably going to be a little bit more difficult to to get rid of because it solidifies but actually like I got this in May uh, the first sign of the gyno was in May and I kind of like didn't feel it because it wasn't too big and then it got bigger and bigger and bigger to the point I looked at my fucking tit and I was like whoa I've got like actual gyno now so that definitely uh, has to come into consideration so that was 450 test so basically just didn't we don't want to get to that point again because the last thing you want to do is like be adjusting and bringing in AIs and serms that have to affect your estrogen and they're a little bit worse for your cholesterol, like tamoxifen, for example, uh, Rimidex. So we basically built this cycle to be a little bit more uh, estrogen favorable. So not pushing estrogen as high. I actually got told, and I don't know whether this is real, but like the more you quote unquote abuse 
or slash use DHT derivative, so Primo, Mastron. Apparently, the more sensitive you get to gyno, which which might make sense because I used to, like I've been at five hundred milligrams before, I think, whether or not it was all real testosterone, but I've been at five hundred before. So then to get gyno at like four fifty, I was like, this is confusing, especially when you're using eleven 1, hundred milligrams of Mastron. This is in Canada, by the way. So this time we set it up so that we ideally don't run into any gyno side effects. So three fifty test, and then whatever it is, fifteen hundred milligrams of Mastron. And we're gonna, this is going to be subject to change. And this is what a lot of people went crazy at me for when I announced the cycle in my video. Oh, you're going to feel like shit off that. And you're not even going to be able to get out of bed and this. And I'm like, yeah, okay, then I'll fucking change it, bruh. You know, like, it's, it's easy. So 350 and 1500 milligrams is where, like, we're going to aim for. I'm going to get there, which I'm at right now. And I'm going to see how I feel. How's my sex drive? How's my motivation? How's my training? How's my water retention? How's my blood pressure? And these are the questions that you have to answer yourself. And people just, people, people, everyone's a doctor on Instagram and YouTube and, and whatever. Nice thing about podcasts is, is if you're listening to me and screaming at me, I can't hear you. <laughs> and also, you probably, you probably, you probably one of the boys and girls that, that, are, that are 100 because you're supporting me on here. So I appreciate you guys for listening. Um, so if I, I'm at 350 now, uh, 1500. I, I'm in a little bit of it. I'm, I'm literally just peaking in that now. You've got to think about the molecules that are used. Are they propionate? Are they enanthate? Are they cyprinate? Uh, the, how long do they take to peak blood plasma-wise? Four weeks, right, for cyprinate and enanthate. And I was using Mastron Prop. I actually noticed initially because I was using a prop uh, for Mastron that my sex drive went down the first couple of weeks. And I knew that I needed to bring my testosterone up a little bit, so I did. We were actually going to do like 300. I was like, nah, let me take it to 350, see how I feel. That's now going to be peaking, and I feel pretty good. I'm in I'm in the midst of a deload, so like I'm a little bit less. Honestly, sound of sounding crude, like less horny. Like that's my biggest factor for me, is the horniness, sleep, and then probably like training. How well I'm recovering. That's probably like the order of it. But main thing for me is sex drive. So. Yeah, I'm feeling a little bit down in general just because I think I need a deload. So I'm going to have this deload. We'll see how I feel afterwards. If, if sex drive kind of comes back a little bit higher, then I know that was it with a deload. If not, guess what? I'll just add 50 more milligrams and I'll take off 50 more milligrams from my Mastron. So I'll go to 1450, 1450 Mastron and 400 test. And it's as easy as that, right? It, it really is as easy as that. And I'm hoping I should, like, I sh technically should be able to get to, like, 450 because I'm using three, 400 milligrams more Mastron. We know that Mastron or DHT is going to control the androgen to estrogen ratio a little bit. So it should bring down my, down my estrogen a little bit. So it should be manageable. So that's basically how we'll, uh, we'll go through it, you know, pretty simple. So to round off the cycle at the moment, 350 test, 1500 milligrams of Mastron, subject to change, asterisks, asterisks. Um, and then five IUs of growth hormone. Uh, I don't know what we're gonna do there. Like I got up to six growth, six IUs of growth hormone last time, but this time I just stayed at five when I was on my cruise. So my cruise was like about 200 tests, maybe like 180 mass, and then like five IUs of growth hormone. So, it's, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. The one thing you gotta be mindful of growth hormone is, uh, Probably more than anything, just your uh, your blood glucose, because taking growth hormone will just generally put that up a little bit. So HbA1c and fasted blood glucose levels become really important just to just to monitor, which is something that I do anyway. So 
I'm not like overly worried about it right now because it's all in a good place. We'll definitely bring in some Lantus, which is like slow acting insulin, and then probably some Nova Rapid again. Those will come into play when carbohydrates are reaching a level that they need to come in, guys. This is important to know that there is no earning the right of insulin. That is like a myth. Like girls could use insulin, yeah? Like literally it's like a non-hormonal anabolic where it doesn't affect your testosterone, your estrogen, or your different hormones, but it affects your anabolism. And it makes you more anabolic. And all it does is it increases the amount of nutrients that you can uptake to your muscles which is obviously a very good thing. So your pancreas is going to naturally secrete insulin when you consume carbohydrates. There is like a limit to the amount that you can produce per day. So if you go over that limit in terms of carbohydrates, like 800, 900 grams of carbs, you're just you're just pushing your blood glucose up a considerable amount and you're not releasing enough insulin in the body to bring that blood glucose into a healthy position. So, like, insulin is, like, dependent on carbohydrates. That's pretty much it. Yeah, I've granted if you don't want to do it, that's, that's not for me to decide. Even if you're my client, it's not for me to decide. It's just for me to to let you understand that actually it's not like this big bad hormone it's literally something that's gonna make you live a little bit longer because we're basically supplementing surplus carbohydrates with the insulin level so you can actually work out you know for me 120 kilos 550 grams of carbohydrates is going to be like right around my limit of like natural secretion of insulin i'm at like 500 at the moment so i don't need insulin right now i don't need it but when i get to 600 I'll bring in a little bit of Lantus, maybe 10 IUs, just to help with that extra. You got one IU per 10 grams of carbohydrates. When I get to 650, it might be 20. When I get to 700, it might be 20 Lantus, and then, you know, five IUs of Nova Rapid. When I get to 750, it might be 10 IUs of Nova Rapid, and basically just using uh, surplus insulin for surplus carbohydrates, and that'll probably be it. And that's like, honestly, I love Trend, I do, like what it does physically. <laughs> Please don't clip that, I love Trend. <laughs> I love what it does in a bodybuilding sense, like it heightens your aggression, it heightens your strength, and you feel like a fucking monster in the gym. Doesn't You also feel like a monster outside of the gym, which is not the nicest thing, right? It does affect your uh, your brain a little bit more. But that's, but that's why I wouldn't use it too much more, apart from in a prep maybe, like, I know that I've had some good off-seasons with Trend, but at what cost? I don't know. But I've not used Trend in a good couple off-seasons now, at least with John. Like, he's not used it. It's just been test, DHT, Primormast, and then growth hormone and insulin. And those, like, those four are just, like, they're the ones. So I know people want to get complicated and they want to try new drugs. And I get clients like that as well. And, like, no, 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 no diss to them because... You know, if you don't know, then you don't know. But like, you know, oh, what are we going to use next? What can we use next? I want to try something different. It's like, you know what? Like sometimes just more of the good things are much, much better for you rather than bringing in like an NPP or a trend, blah, blah, blah. Like those are the ones that cause the mental side effects. Like I'm at 1,850 milligrams of, of total gear. I definitely feel the androgens like a little bit more impatient, but like nothing like what trend and NPP would do. 
MPP makes me depressed and anxious. Uh, trend makes me angry and a little bit more ego. It's kind of crazy how that works. So, you know, test primo, growth hormone, Lantus, those are like absolute belters for your, you know, your cycles. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. And that's kind of where I'm going to leave it. And we're going to be on cycle now until the end of April. Or maybe mid-April, take two weeks off in April, two weeks off in May, and then prep. You know, because we've been on for less time, um, there should be a lot less issues to adjust. There really wasn't any issues this time, to be honest, uh, apart from my cholesterol. But I fixed that cholesterol like really quickly, and I should be able to kind of continue my cholesterol, my cholesterol battle pretty easily. So, I'm I'm pretty confident that we got a got a good setup. So I've got a good three like 12 weeks left of like really pushing hard trying to push on as much size as I can doesn't mean as much weight as I can because I could fucking be at 130 if I wanted to be but as much quality size with mind to not get too fat because I'm going to be in a prep like four weeks later the last thing I want to do is um put is put myself into a position where I've just got so much body fat to lose and we've got to diet harder diet for longer and end up losing some of the muscle mass that I just gained that's the last thing that I wanna I wanna put myself into. So I will be very, very mindful and we will be very mindful not to just like push that body fat just for the sake of it. That's not good for anyone. Um that is prep time guys. You know, I'm really, really excited to to see where I go. Um took some like physique shots the other day and like I could really see the potential. I'm definitely like the size is gonna be the issue, but isn't it always? But when that size is there with the shape that I've got. I know I can do it. I know I can do it. Uh, so I'm very excited to to do it. We'll see. We'll see where I land this year. You know, right show, right time, possible to get to that Olympia. Uh, the stars have to align, right? Much like that uh, pro debut season when I got second in Vancouver. Like that was like stars aligning, and not almost perfectly aligning because Charger wasn't even supposed to do it. He wasn't going to do it at all. Um, he like joined, I think he signed up like four days before and hadn't, he wasn't even on cycle yet. Uh, feels, um, but you know what? Like if he didn't join, I was at, I would have been at the Olympia and this story, this story would have been very, very different. So, you know, the, the chance is always there, but I'm not, uh, I'm not going in with like crazy expectations. I'm going in to make myself damn proud have some really good posing have my glutes in shape and have like a, a shape that has the potential to be at the top that's like the goal of this year potential show the potential nail the posing don't make a fool of myself and hopefully just show off what i think what i think i can show off ultimately so we'll uh we'll see how that goes in reality we never know but that is ultimately the goal i've got here so that is what we'll do um, what else did I want to say today? There's a few things that I wanted to touch upon. Obviously, I wanted to give you a big update of where I'm at. Um, I'm going to be in Dubai for another, pretty much like until the start of prep as well. Like the last thing that I want to do here is uh, is get into the position where I'm in a place that I just, I think I'm going to struggle here. It's going to be very, very difficult to be like 
motivate mm, I know it's hard to say because I sometimes like I love it here and like I go into the gym and there's amazing people here and a really good lifestyle and it's very very uh conducive to being a very good bodybuilder here in Dubai but the summer's fucking hot bruh yeah like it's like 45 50 degrees every day so really you spend the whole day inside like you literally cannot go and walk you can go do like two or three thousand steps at like 6 a.m in the morning i'm not getting up at 6 a.m i don't do that like i don't really want to do that i want to set up how i set up optimally or you can go do them at like 11 p.m <laughs> i don't want to do that either so that means I'm going to be doing my 10,000 steps on a treadmill facing a pool, which is lovely, but not when you're doing it every day. I'm going to learn to love, I'm going to learn to hate that. Uh, the gym is going to be brutally hot, which again, it's not a big issue because it's good to sweat, especially as you get leaner, but it's going to take a lot more out of me. Um, there's good people here. That's a hard thing for me that there is good people here. Harley, I've been training with Harley every day, which has been incredible. Harley Judge, that is. Uh, Joe Brightman moves here in like five days, which is also going to be incredible. Um, so doing a prep with him would be hard to hang up, but I loved it in Canada. I really, really loved it in Canada. And the ability to walk out your front door, walk into some green forest, get a nice, healthy 10,000 steps, you know, feel... You feel cooped up in here. I feel cooped up in here now and it's like nice weather. You know, because you're in a, a smaller apartment versus a big house. You're in a desert versus a lush forest. You have to walk around parks that they've man-made and built. Uh, most places are most places are a building site. There are places that aren't a building site, but it's just going to be so hot. Like, it's just going to be so hot. So you have to go from air-conditioned apartment to air-conditioned car to air-conditioned gym. And there's no real movement outside. Yeah, let's go for a nice walk on the beach. That sounds nice. You can't. Let's go for a nice swim in the beach. You can't. <laughs> Whereas if we're in Canada, where we all love, and you can smoke weed, uh, we can go for a walk along the boardwalk. We can go to Burlington Beach. We can go swim in the lake. We can go to a beach and actually I can sit there for a few hours and have a meal and relax. I can go see friends at their pool, at their houses that they've got a pool. There's a lot of things that we can do which I think will help mentally and very, very often like prep is a mental game and I think just for everyone involved, Doki, Amy, like would all be kept inside and would have less contact than ever if we were here because I would be even more fucked, right? Where I'll just be inside waiting for the, for the next meal, waiting for the next, like so much less to distract you, which makes it a lot harder. So I, I think for the productivity of my prep and the productivity of my mental health, I think that going to Canada is the best idea. So we're going to do that. We're going to, we found an Airbnb. We're going to be booking that. I've already booked a car. All we got to do is book our flights and we're going to be in Canada again. And that's going to be Toronto again out of pure muscles. So I'll be doing my full prep out of pure muscles getting peeled out my mind there and then uh and then heading to to texas to compete maybe one in florida as well maybe texas florida and then uh nevada depending on what happens if i get absolutely spanked it'd be a little bit different i probably wouldn't carry on for that long but if i if i do all right there definitely might be some room for me to uh to carry on so that's like the tentative plan
And I think it's the right decision. It's going to be hard. Like, imagine me and Joe back together, whole training camp here in Dubai. Sounds incredible. In reality, it's me and him seeing each other for an hour and 45 minutes a day to train and then leaving and going our separate ways. And it's that time that we're apart from each other that's really hard. Yeah, that's the hardest part for me because I'm just sat here. There's nothing for Loki to do. There's nothing for Amy to do. There's no distraction for us. We just kind of sit each other. And like, when you're on top of each other, when you're on prep, it's just not fun. It's just not fun. So I think Canada is the best move for everyone. So that's what we're going to do. Um, and we're going to go from there. That's like the plan. That's the tentative plan. That's where I'm out of cycle. That's where I'm out of plan. We'll obviously take you through the whole journey. But yeah, I'm 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 gonna move these podcasts back to audio only. So I can do at least one a week. At least one a week. So guys, I'm gonna leave it there. Coaching on thirty minutes. I hope you guys enjoyed your cardio session. I hope you guys enjoyed your car journey. We'll uh we'll speak real soon, guys. Peace and love everybody. Bye bye.